The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and this week we're going to have a solo episode talking all about my D4 year so far. So we're going to give updates. Am I on track for graduation in terms of overall credits, different test cases, requirements, and what have I been up to in D4 year? Are we seeing more patients, less patients? Have I had cancellations? Are the procedures more exciting? Really just a big compare and contrast kind of to everything you've heard about last school year as a D3. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. To start off with a little outline, if you will, of what we're going to go through. So we're going to go through what's going on in clinic, like generally speaking, what's different about D4 year in terms of how many patients we see, the scope of what we're doing. And then I'll talk through my graduation progress, keeping in mind this is the first of three semesters of my last year. So spoiler, I'm doing really good on requirements to get towards graduation. And then at the end, we're just going to kind of recap anything significant that's happened with me looking back through my calendar of May and pretty much all of June at this point because it's June 30th when I'm recording this episode. So what makes D3 year different than D4 year is at our school really the biggest thing is you have different types of test cases you have to do. You're going on different types of rotations and you have less direct patient care D3 year generally speaking or less opportunities. We are allowed as fourth years now to see seven patients pre-scheduled every week and then an eighth patient if it works out that way where there's an opening in clinic the day before and you can do that 24-hour rule that I've talked to you all about so many times versus RD3s can see four patients pre-scheduled and six with the 24-hour rule total. So a bit less than us, but it really kind of evens out. And like with how many cancellations everyone has that are totally out of your control, I feel like you can still get a pretty good clinic experience as a D3. At least like I felt like I was on track with where I wanted to be for credits and everything, even though I was really, for lack of a better word, like a bust in my you know what (laughs) to get it done. Like I really felt like I was doing every single thing possible that I could to see patients, get patients in, and yeah, just really make the most of the clinic time I had last year, and that kind of paid off into this year. The other big thing that's different, like I said, is rotations. So we don't have as many rotations across all the specialties now as being fourth years. We do one week on on oral surgery at the dental school instead of two weeks like last year we don't do any pediatrics or any um 
hospital this year. We do a couple sessions in endo, a couple more sessions with implants. You have the option to go up into perio as much as you want. And you can go to any of these specialties as much as you want. And there's different elective classes you can take as a fourth year in the specialties. That's kind of more where the curriculum goes is it's more self-guided to your own interests rather than forced upon you to spend time in the different specialties doing rotations is kind of how I look at it. Like we don't have any orthodontics requirements for fourth year, but I'm in an elective course doing an Invisalign case start to finish with our orthodontics department, but that's something I'm choosing to do extra. They have a similar elective for pretty much every specialty. You can do extra pediatrics, you can do extra hospital, you can do extra oral surgery, you can do extra endo, you can do extra anything that you're interested in as a fourth year, but it's not part of the curriculum, which I like because I don't think they should be forcing us to do things that people aren't interested in. And then it gives people that really want to do a specific discipline or get more experience with it that much more opportunity because they're not competing with the whole class or only have to apply against the few other people that are interested in that discipline. And I also said I'm going to do a full, full episode about external rotations. That's the other like highlight I would say of fourth year is external rotations. So we go to a few different clinic sites. Each semester you're assigned to one site. So that's where you go the whole time and you go for two weeks at a time four weeks total. So I went for two weeks at the end of May and then I'm going for two weeks in the middle of July and that covers my external rotations for this semester. And then next semester, it'll be kind of the same thing, a couple weeks end of September, a couple weeks in November and it'll be a new location though. And then same thing in the winter, winter, spring term between December and when we graduate in May, I'll go for four more weeks total into a third new site, which I like because then we get exposure to how different clinics run. They're usually some type of community clinic, FQHC. We have a few other types of clinics sprinkled in there, but that's the majority of it. So you're seeing really high need population and a lot of the FQHCs, at least the department we work for, they don't really get paid per procedure. They get we don't they don't get paid per procedure type. So a filling doesn't pay the clinic more than a crown. They get paid for patient encounter. So it's not really dictating to them like what their treatment planning. If you were to be in a private office that accepts Medicaid, for example, a lot of times they're crazy, crazy book schedules and they're overbooking because they assume people aren't going to come or because their reimbursements are lower. In the FQHC, it still gets to run like a private office accepting maybe like a PPO insurance. It doesn't feel as crazy, crazy overworking as I think I've heard a lot of these Medicaid private offices can be in terms of how it feels as the dentist provider. So I've really liked getting to see how FQHCs work and that they can be really, really great and nice and pleasant work environments. If I was doing the National Health Service Corps Scholarship, I would have been really happy going on this rotation because I get to see how FQHCs work and see that they are really awesome. So that is what I have to say about external rotations for now. I don't want to give too much away to it, but it's been a really great experience so far. And I just checked the schedule for you all. That episode all about my four weeks of external rotation on summer semester is going to be coming out July 17th. So it's not too far away. I think it's probably like the next solo episode or so. And then I mentioned a little bit about endo rotations. And that's one of the things I think I've hinted at or talked about when I'm a guest on other podcasts is probably the area I feel like Michigan is lacking the most in preparing people to practice right away is that we don't have very much exposure to doing root canal treatments 
but they upped our requirement by one. So it used to be you had to do one live patient root canal and now it's two. So I guess we're moving in the right direction. It used to be three pre-COVID. So I've mentioned this in like so many, so many episodes that our class is kind of in the middle of requirements working their way back up and the current D3s requirements are higher than ours are for their graduation. So they're slowly getting back to the standards that they had before COVID, I think. And I appreciate that they're not just jumping right back to the old numbers that were two, three times higher than what we have to do now in terms of numbers of root canals, or it was like 300 more overall procedure credits. I think that would have been a little hasty and just probably unrealistic because we still have some faculty shortages when it comes to prosthodontics and different things affecting the clinics that it's not really fair to just say okay we are making you go back like everything was before even though the systems at the dental school aren't back like they were before yet everything's slowly getting back and also not necessarily going back exactly how it was because times have changed and what the students want and what the faculty want isn't exactly the same as it was back in 2019. So I think they're doing a good job of adapting and listening and we have a new dean that's starting in July, I believe, of our dental school. So I'm excited to see some changes, hopefully, towards the positive. I don't really want the boat to rock too much. Overall, I think my school does a really great job at a lot of things. So I'm hoping that whatever changes come are ones that I like and not changing the things that I was happy about and making them worse. But that's kind of what comes with dental school and things being out of your control. So next up, we're going to talk about graduation and my progress towards getting out of here and being able to work, right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we need 900 credits to graduate on top of a long list of other requirements. Like it's not just credits, but credits is like the big thing people are working for and can kind of track and just see how they're doing, right? So it's this exciting thing that people are always concerned about working towards at our school. And for us, we need 900. As I said, the class below us needs more. I'm sure the D2s, once they're in clinic, are going to need more than we need and than the D3s need. But we need 900 to graduate. So where am I at now? Drum roll, please. I am at 690 myself. And then I have 20 credits from referrals. So I'm at 710, which is really good if you think about the fact that I still have two more weeks of this semester because we're on a break for the 4th of July, then I'm gone for two weeks on rotation, then I'm treating patients for two weeks before our August break and semester ends. So I still have two more weeks of this semester and then all of fall and all of winter to get 190 credits, which super, super realistic. I think I started this term with about 475. So let's do some math. 710 minus 475. I've gotten 230 just in the semester while being gone for two weeks for rotation already. 
and I haven't even finished the semester. So it's very realistic that I can finish them all in the fall. And then in the winter, I'm going to try to ask the school if they'll let me do extra rotations outside of the school those external clinics I don't know if it's allowed because I don't know if like the clinics can support extra student interns on top of the people that are supposed to be there but I'm gonna ask if I'm done with my requirements I would love to not be at the school and Arbor super fun don't get me wrong but it's such better clinical experience being at these other clinics you're seeing the amount of patients that I see in one week at the school in one day like it's just night and day so that's my kind of plan and motivation to be done just so I'm not stressing about things and then I'm also going to pull up my test case document here so I mentioned that we have this overall credit number we need to reach but then we also have a lot of various clinical skill test cases or other schools would call them competencies we call them test cases and conceptual-based OSCEs on, like, our clinical knowledge. We took one in D2, we took one in D3, and we also have one at the end of D4 to get your dental diploma from our school if you meet all these different requirements. And then to get your license, it combines with, you know, passing the different types of boards and everything, which is also going to be its own episode, so don't you all worry. I'm not going to leave you hanging, but I'm going to walk you through the D4 test cases that exist, and then I'm going to let you know which ones I've done and which ones I at least have a plan for and which one is still kind of up in the limbo because there's one that I'm not not too sure what's going to happen. So for our oral medicine discipline, we have to do a head and neck oral cancer screening competency during our D4 oral surgery rotation and pass an oral med OSCE or like oral pathology OSCE you could call it. And then oral surgery, we have to do comprehensive surgical management competency. Don't know what that is, but I'm not an oral surgery rotation yet, so it doesn't really affect me. Obviously, I haven't done them since I haven't done that rotation. And then restorative, I was working really hard to get my restorative test cases done this semester just because then I can just treat patients as they come like normal life and take care of what they need, which is obviously what I'm doing either way, but not worrying about, wait, wait, is this an MOD? Is is the patient going to be okay with a rubber dam? Are they kind of a chill person? Are they going to show up? Is the faculty good that day? I got to schedule them with the faculty that I like and I don't have room in my schedule for this and that and I'm only going to get one tooth done because I'm being graded and I have to put on a rubber dam when I'd rather do the whole quadrant. Like just a big headache. So I wanted to get all these done as they came up and have it out of the way. So restorative, we have a caries risk assessment test case, which I completed already. And then basically a part two where you have to follow up for someone that's finished their disease control and caries management and talk about like how your plan, whether it be disease control or brushing habits, prescription fluoride toothpaste, varnish, whatever, if it's improving for them essentially. So I haven't done the follow up yet. And then I have to do a digital scan test case of extra coronal tooth preparation, which would be a crown or an onlay. And I have it planned to do that when I deliver my next crown. I already pre-ordered the scanner and everything. So fingers crossed that one gets done in July when I have it planned. And then we're thankfully allowed to complete a restorative test case on our external rotations. It can be graded by that preceptor dentist and then submitted by the faculty that handles the external rotations to this restorative class and like our transcripts and count as one of our requirements so I did my MOD test case there on number four I believe so I got that one done my posterior three surface 
and then my posterior two surface I also got done and I did my anterior either class three or class four restoration restoring an adjacent contact I got that one done as well on a patient and the last one that I haven't done for restorative is outcomes of care which as we get into fall and winter semester they have these like yellow case complete forms that we're supposed to turn in for patients that we've finished a full treatment plan on start to finish so it has to include some type of pros and restorative and just their general exam and profi so you have to have done at least a crown or a partial or a complete denture bridge something prosthodontic as well as disease control in order to use the patient as your case complete and that just means that they have nothing else lingering you finish their treatment plan and now they're in completely maintenance and we have to do 10 of those to graduate so you have to kind of keep an eye on your patient pool to see who would qualify and convince patients to come back in that don't need any cavities filled or have any pain and just need an exam and profi. You have to convince them to come back in, which sometimes in dental school, that's hard. People only want to come when they're in pain. So it also makes it a challenging requirement to get. But essentially, one of those case completes, you do a full presentation to the faculty and that gets graded as a test case. And the last couple things lingering here in restorative that I have no control over are our mock CDCA for fall and winter. So that's going to be restorative, perio, pros, endo. And then I already told you endo, we need to do two different patient root canal treatments and attend our endo rotation. For prosthodontics, we have to do a crown start to finish it's four different grades the prep the temporary the impression and the delivery so this week I completed the first three I prepped the tooth made the temp and did the impression it was so hard you guys I usually am fine at crown preps but it was 31 so it was pretty far back there I like the side of the mouth that it's on in terms of access but it was just a lot of saliva so the impression was really really hard to get and the faculty ended up having to help me so that brought my grade down a little bit but it's all good I really more so cared about getting the requirements done not so much about the grade and in the end the outcome was good because we got the good impression so the crown should be good but it was like everything was going wrong I put the temporary on and then when I was taking temporary off just like you know trying it in and out checking the margins checking inclusion it was really tight so I was like oh it really must have a good fit on there so I kind of wiggled it off with the hemostat and when I was wiggling it off half of my core which is like the base of the tooth came out inside of the temp and I would tell you I was shocked but I wasn't that surprised because that happened a few weeks ago with my roommate with her patient on delivery day so she took off the temp to deliver the crown and then half the tooth was gone in my case it was about the first half like the mesial aspect of the occlusal of the core was missing but it was only probably less than half a millimeter of depth and that's why it fell off because there wasn't really there was no retention it was just bonded to the dentin on the occlusal floor but there was nothing really holding it in place so of course it kind of just slid off and then we had to take another 
impression. You guys, it was it was hectic, but it's graded. I got like an A, A minus, and a B minus for the impression, as you could imagine. But I'm going to deliver that crown, as I said, in July when I'm back from breaks and rotations, as well as do the scan test case for that same situation. So hopefully the crown fits, given all those complications. And then our other prosthodontics test case we have to do is a combo case. It has to be the same patient with two arches of removable. It could be complete denture, partial denture, two partial dentures, two complete dentures. Annoyingly, I already did one of these and delivered it, which is part of the reason I have a lot of credits. It's because that's 30 credits to do two arches of complete dentures, but I started it at the end of D3. So you have to get your impression your final impression border molding day you have to get that graded and then you get the delivery day graded but I did my border molding and stuff at the very very end of d3 so it wasn't allowed to count for my d4 requirement I think a way the school could improve is all of the requirements that you have having them be able to be completed at any point during your clinical experience whether it's d3 or d4 if you feel up to challenge the test case as they like to say then you should be able to do it whether it's D3 or D4 year. Because it's like I had the clinical experience, so why can't it count for my little checkbox that I did something? You know what I mean? But anywho, I requested a new patient and the school assigned me one that is a younger person and has had full moth extractions recently. Is in the healing period. I'm going to see them for initial alginates, make their casts at the end of the semester, and then be able to start their complete upper lower denture in the fall. And I would hope and assume that as a younger person they really want to get these done and they're going to be motivated and be able to pay and show up and not miss their appointments all the things that you need to actually complete a case hopefully they will do that assuming that they really want to have teeth I would think so I have a prospect but nothing's guaranteed you know till it is completed and swiped and graded I don't I don't count it as taken care of (laughs) And then perio, I also got another test case done this week, the crown, and then also my perio test case for scaling and root planing. For perio, I've explained it before, it's a little complicated, if you will, because we have to do one perio test case every semester of D3 and D4 year. You can do any of the four options, which is perio reevaluation after SRP or SRP or perio records, which is part of the reevaluation appointment, or a pro fee or perio maintenance. So you could do any of those and get it graded, but at some point over the six semesters towards graduation, you have to do one of each at least. So I've already done a few pro fee test cases. I've done my perio records, but I haven't done my SRP or my perio reeval until yesterday I did my SRP and the patient will have to come back for reevaluation so I can test case the reevaluation at that point. So that's promising. Now I just have one thing left for perio, knowing that I should have no problem getting it done as long as this patient comes back, you know, hard, hard, hard to get the patients to come back a lot of the times. But it's kind of, I'm realizing this as I'm describing perio, that's how I want all the other disciplines to be. I said, oh, it's confusing this and that, but you have to get them all done by graduation. That's what I want all the other classes to be like. Like I could do my combo case D3 year and it would be fine, but I could do my D3 single RPD requirement D4 year if I didn't have one. That makes way more sense. Petition for the new dean to do that, please. (laughs) And then the last discipline is our PAYS clinic, which is patient admitting and emergency services. And we have to do a clinical competency on dental emergencies. It's a lot of, I would say like 
pharmacology and prescription and management of pain in that regard. So a patient, like if they come in with an abscess or something of the sort, what do you prescribe them? How are the instructions to use it? How do you write a prescription is a lot of what they're testing us on for that. But we can't start that test case till the fall. So that's kind of my progress so far. So it looks pretty good, right? Like I have someone planned for everything at least, but the combo case is really the one that's, you know, we'll see if it, if they go through with it, you know? Okay, I have to get going soon because we're leaving for my roommate's bachelorette party. Very, very exciting. So we're going to wrap up this episode just talking about a few of the highlights and like fun things that happen in the summer semester. So the D1s just started. Last week was their orientation and this was their first full week of classes. So it's been fun seeing really the last group of undergrads entering dental school that I know from Michigan State because they were freshmen when I was a senior. So like my little from my pre-health fraternity or society is a member and just some other people that I know from pre-dental club are D1s at Michigan now and it's cool to see them and other than that though we had like our org fair which was a fun way to introduce all the new students to the different organizations and you know I'm still kind of trying to stay involved in all the student orgs with my various positions and they also have a bar crawl to welcome the d1s i wasn't able to attend because we had our annual fireworks on my parents lake and we have about 60 people come over like all of my extended family and that was a blast that was last weekend and then i'm looking forward to a lot of traveling i would say as i mentioned bachelorette party this weekend and then when i get back we're going to new york state to the adirondacks but we're going to drive through canada since it's connected bordering Michigan and then also New York so we'll drive up through Canada into New York check out Niagara Falls stay in Buffalo go to the Adirondacks Mountains we're staying on a lake there in an Airbnb we'll do some hiking for two days and then we'll make the trek back halfway to Rochester New York up through Canada again and then come back to Michigan and then I go right away to Cadillac so it's going to be a lot but just in general I'd say a lot of fun and socializing keeping up with my bar studio we just got a new owner so that's been fun and they're like tearing down half the studio and remodeling it and expanding and that's awesome and it makes me really really want to make sure wherever I'm moving I know what workout studio I'm going to go to unfortunately the place that's like my top choice right now to move to doesn't have a barcode. They used to and it got shut down. It wasn't even COVID. It was a little bit before COVID. So they must have just not been as popular as they wanted, not like making money. I don't really know the circumstance, but who knows? I'll still find something. I know the practice owner goes to hot Pilates in that city. So maybe I would become a Pilates girl. Who knows? That's kind of a sidebar though but basically I've been doing really well and enjoying school and my free time there's a lot of free time a little bit too much d4 year to be honest but it's a good thing we only have one class we had two when the semester started but we just had midterms about two weeks ago and one of them was a final so that class is over and then the other class was a midterm and then we're gonna have a final in August but that's our only class that we're in and it's self-paced online basically I don't look at it until the week before the exam and then I review everything and take the exam so that's very very nice 
And a couple other things that we do as D4s is we can same-day procedures with D3s, which means that the D3 does the procedure on our patient that's planned with the patient's consent, and then we mentor them, and we both get credits, which is cool. I've only done that one time, though, and it was just an exam in Profi. I've been trying to do it for some restorations, but of course the days I plan those patients with the more simple restorative work is the day that the D3s are in class, so they're not allowed to same-day. And then we have assisting requirements still, but it's a lot less than before. I need around 16 this semester compared to D3. I needed 30. And that makes sense because we're out of the building more on rotation. We're seeing more patients than they are. So it makes sense that we need less assisting. And then we need five mentoring. So you could count doing a same day mentoring. You can count helping them with their anesthesia lab or their impressions lab or just assisting a D3 in general. So I got those requirements done a while ago. But that's just another thing that they put on our plate that we have to do as fourth years and I enjoy I like mentoring and trying to help out the d3s as much as I can I just feel like I'm really busy with my own patients so I only have probably one session a week where I can assist and I do but other than that I wish I could be helping them more to be honest but that's everything for this week's episode I hope you enjoyed hearing a little d4 recap and the positive news that I mean knock on wood it's not all done yet but I'm on track for graduation and to be done with requirements early, hopefully. So that is amazing, amazing news. With all that being said, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode, and I will talk to you next Monday.